Thank you for stopping by the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, we appreciate you making us a small part of your day. We hope you click those subscribe and download buttons and be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Work work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high desert. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode 15 of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Eric Breon. We are located in beautiful central Oregon. Just in case you're listening to us from afar, we hope you are. We produce this podcast from the Deschutes Services Building in downtown Bend. We appreciate you downloading, subscribing, and smashing that play button. I think that's what they say. I think they smash the button. Anyway, I hope everyone's having a great holiday season so far. Speaking of great, we have a wonderful guest lined up for you today. She's at the heart of many big happenings across Deschutes County. Property manager Christy Bollinger is here. Christy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some snow. What do you think? You ready? I think snow would be good. If it's going to be cold out, let's get snow as well. That's exactly what I was saying. I was telling somebody that um, earlier. I was like, if it's going to be cold enough to snow, let's just go already. Right. Get it done. Get it done. All your speaking of done, is your holiday shopping done? Uh, about halfway done. Halfway? Got a little more to go. How about you? Are you an on? Uh, eh. Not so much. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a procrastinator in that regard. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Don't okay. tell my family. Okay. Are you an online shopper? What's your... Partially, yeah. My husband's hard to shop for, so I always go to the, I always Google that, what's the top 100 gifts to buy somebody that's hard to buy for, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You can do it for men or for women. It's kind of a a cool thing, and usually I can find something on that list to buy him, so. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I might have to think about, uh, I never thought about just Googling good gifts. I mean, I have, but. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into your job. All right. Property management. Yes. I mean, I think most people know what property management's all about, but you're the county property manager. How How is that any different? Sure. Well, the county has about 630-so properties in inventory, and that represents a little over 10,000 acres throughout the greater county. So um, as a property manager for the property management division of the county, we're responsible for managing those properties. So that could be anything from making recommendations to the board, cleaning up properties, um, selling properties, buying properties. So pretty much anything real estate related outside of the road department we handle in our division. Yeah, I see you at the county commissioner meetings a lot. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the in the gallery and, yeah. and uh, up at the. Up, well, that must mean yeah. that there's some pretty big happenings, right? I mean, in terms of of what's going on, what people need in the county. Can you talk about some of those big projects? What's what's kind of been going on in your world? Sure, you know, um, as we all kind of are aware, should be aware, you know, we have a, a high population of um, those experiencing homelessness, and so. 
that falls in our realm often in terms of maybe managing cleanups um, or managing or, you know, working with administration and the board to um, promote board initiatives. So, for example, um, county owns about 50 acres between Bend and Redmond off of 97, just uh, east of 97 there. And um, it's, you know, uh, populated with a lot of encampments. And, um, you know, earlier this year, the, the county was actually uh, cited by the county for the encampments. A constituent had contacted community development, the uh, um, code enforcement um, division, and basically complained about the traffic coming in and out of the property and um, the trash and whatnot. And so just basically putting a team together, working with the commissioners to um, determine what were we going to do about the situation. So we did, we put an excellent team together and have been working that, that issue. Um, currently, um, you know, we've been going in and clean, doing cleanups of burned out encampments, abandoned encampments. We're going to start working on some vehicles soon. Uh, removal of those and, and RVs. And, um, but as far as active encampments, they're just status quo for right now. And we actually brought in portable toilets and hand washing stations and potable water um, and trash dumpsters to help try to manage the situation. And we've contracted with a uh, Biosolutions, which is an environmental remediation uh, contractor here in Central Oregon, to um, do some of that cleanup for us. So that's a that's a big project we've been working on. Yeah, recently. just a little, just yeah. a little project. Yeah, and yeah. it's really challenging, you know, just trying to navigate that. And and there's you know there's people living there, and we're very cognizant and empathetic to the situation, and doing what we can to try to make a tough situation maybe not quite as tough. Yeah, a lot of ins and outs to that one. Um, I, I would imagine you might be involved with the maybe the AJ Tucker building too. Is that something you're involved with? Yeah, you know, early on um, when Lee Randall, director of facilities, he came to me. It was probably a year ago or so, and um, said, "Hey, we need to figure out what we're going to do with this building." And so he and I uh, worked on a document together with our partners in uh, county council to draft a document that would basically was sort of like a request for proposal, basically a document that we could go out to the community and say, hey, is there anybody out there that's interested in deconstructing this building, identifying property in a different location in the county and reconstructing it? And that was part of, um, you know, the landmark commissions for the city of Bend would require us to do an advertisement. So we really worked on this cohesive document to that neither of us had ever done and specific to this type of project. And so we worked on it, um, went to the board, got the board support and went out to the community. We didn't get any response until like a day before the 30 day period was up. So we ended up um, extending it by a couple of weeks and we had some interest and walked folks through the building and around the building. And in the end, nobody came f forward to um, formally respond to to the the notice of interest to basically you know purchase the building for kind of what I described earlier, so we you know moved on on that. But that was a really it was a really interesting project. So from basically that point, it it just kind of basically fell into um, facilities arena and not so much with property management after that step. Yeah, super interesting. On the surface, you know, you would think, okay, property management. What in the world would you end up working on? And then it's like these big 
projects, yeah. you know, that have a lot of interest and a lot of, so you are really thrown into the center of some of these things. How do you, how do you handle some of that stress or pressure or, you know, kind of the navigating the, the magnitude of some of these projects? That's a great question. <clears throat> I think that, you know, just trying to, to dissect it into bite-sized pizza, pieces, pizza. Or pizza. <laughs> or pizza. I mean, maybe some pizza too. I mean, that can help me sometimes. I think that helps all of us. Pizza. <laughs> Do you have any Adult now? beverages. No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so. was going to maybe mention wine, but I thought, well, <laughs> pieces, you know. You know. Um, we had wine on the last episode too, so did you? you know, yeah, it's kind of a theme now. It, it's turning into that way. It was excellent. a food and wine plug from Tanya Saltzman. So, oh, excellent! Yeah. And it's the holiday season, yeah, so why know. not, right? Yeah, yeah it happens. Some what, what is it? Mold wine, right? Yeah. Um, so breaking it into bite-sized pieces, um, and also looking back and you know my time in this industry, just trying to draw on maybe previous projects. I think that's always helpful. I'm a big proponent of don't. Don't reinvent if you don't have to. Like go back and, you know, like writing an agenda item, things like that. I always go back, okay, what can I draw on to help me with this current project or this current situation? So, and I have a great network, you know, of peers throughout um, the state of Oregon. I belong to Oregon Property Managers Association. Um, Been a member there for about almost 10 years. And so I can call on, you know, a lot of peers in other counties like, hey, have you ever ran into this situation? So that's super helpful as well. Because you've been at the county for how long? Um, About three and a half years now. And before that, I'm imagining... All kinds of real estate property management yeah. type of stuff. Just real quickly, I worked for Washington County for about six years prior to that. Same capacity, interestingly enough, um, same title, but diff- very different responsibilities. There's a lot of overlap, but also different responsibilities from that county to this county. And then also prior to that, I worked for a couple of smaller boutique firms out of um, Portland. And then prior to that, I was with a um, private real estate investment firm for 23 years. And I worked, I had many different hats there um, and uh, learned a lot and kind of just got to the point with that position. I was like, I'm ready to do something else. And so that's when I went to work for a couple bo- different boutique firms over about a five-year period. And then I went to work for Washington County and then came to Deschutes County. Here you are. Here I am. Perfect. So uh, as part of what you do, I imagine property taxes and foreclosures and all that kind of stuff come into play. So can you talk about that process in terms, I imagine you come across some pretty gnarly stuff that needs to be taken care of because people are in unfortunate situations and can't, can't pay. And so therefore gets acquired, right? Is that yeah. kind of how that works? Yeah, it's a really interesting process. So the tax department here at the county, they handle the property up to the point of, um, it's about a little over a five-year process in the state of Oregon. Um, where somebody can go with unpaid taxes for a little over five years. And at that point, um, after what we call a two-year redemption period, um, the county can then um, draw up a tax deed and foreclose on those properties. And then the county actually acquires those properties. And sometimes they're unimproved vacant land. Sometimes they're little survey um sliver errors, just real minor property. They're not developable, but sometimes they're occupied homes and it, it's really tough. You know, um, in, uh, at Washington County, just real quickly, part of my job was to do outreach. So I'd go out, knock on doors, talk to people, try to help them find resources, you know, so I could, you know, my, 
one of my best um, memorable moments there. I had about 30 foreclosures on the list, and most of them were occupied. And prior to the tax deed, basically coming down to the wire, I had two left. And so just working that process and helping people get out of their sort of um, – they get paralyzed, right? They they get start getting notices from a from an agency like a county, and they're they don't know what to do. Often, not everybody, but some, or maybe they're elder. Maybe they have behavioral health challenges. Maybe um, they just went through a divorce. I mean, you just never know. Everybody has a story, right? And so, just trying to work with people and um, find resources and help them find resources and know that somebody's there to kind of help them through the process and it's not so scary. So here at Deschutes County, our tax department does an excellent job on doing outreach and trying to connect people with resources. And then when they get the list whittled down and it's going to come to property management to record the tax deed, we do do additional outreach. But since I've been here, um, a little over three and a half years, we've had really minimal um, foreclosures. It's going to be really interesting um, in the next few years just to see how the pandemic maybe has affected that. But, you know, um, last year we had two prior to that, and there were just little slivers. We didn't displace anybody um, prior to that. We had, um, I think, zero. So, I mean, in my first year here, I think we had maybe five or something. So it's really been minimal. And right now we have five pending um, and I think one or so is occupied. Um, so, yeah. Is the humanity side of this job something you didn't expect when you got into this industry? Because real estate tends to be pretty black and white, right? And you follow the rules, you sign the paperwork, so you pay your tax, all, all that stuff. But you just talked about, you know, some of these places are are occupied. You talked about dealing with encampments and things like so. T- not getting into those situations, but talk about how you've maybe been affected by dealing with the the people side of this job. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. Um, you know, my first exposure to tax foreclosure was at Washington County and and just learn, starting to learn that process and understand and like, wow, these are people and you know, what can we do to help them? So yeah, I was, I was very affected and kind of going back, you know, um, when I was younger, still living at home, my parents were on the verge of tax foreclosure. So that it very much hits home for me because I know, again, like I said a moment ago, everybody has a story and a situation and often, you know, uh, that can be adverse and, and just need somebody there to help them. And just knowing like I'm in a position where I can maybe, you know, sit down with them and give them ideas. You know, have you talked talk to your bank about a loan to pay your taxes? Have you talked to family members, friends, anybody? You know, and there's cases where people, sometimes the, the, the last choice for them is to sell their home, but at least that way the county gets paid their taxes and then the person or the, the property owner walks away with some equity, generally speaking, right? So versus just letting, you know, the, the property go to foreclosure, then they get nothing and then they get displaced. So... Yeah, it's very much, um, there's very much a human side of it, and I'm very cognizant of that. Yeah, that would be hard, right? I mean, to to see some of those situations and to to help navigate those. I'm really happy to hear that the outreach happens and that there are resources for people and and we'll share maybe some of those things at the the end of this podcast where people can get some of those resources. I'm... 
I know that you deal with a property auction, like an annual property auction. Can you talk a little bit, walk us through how properties get into that auction? Maybe what they're, what those auctions, are they foreclosures? Are they, you know, and kind of how people can get involved in that? It's annual, I think. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. It's not required by statute to be annual, but um, auctions in Deschutes County are very popular. Auctions really throughout probably all the counties are pretty popular. But I would say from talking to my peer group, Deschutes County is probably up there um, just because it's such a desirable place to live. And a lot of folks think that, oh, with foreclosures, there's going to be these homes that I can buy. And um, sometimes that's the case, but not always. A lot of times the property that we get through tax foreclosure is because there's an issue with it, right? Like maybe it doesn't have legal access for just an example. Um, the county back in the day, probably in the 80s, 90s, maybe got a lot of property um, down in South County in the high ground water area um, down in Lapine area. Um, so we still have a lot of those in inventory. Um, but as far as the auction is concerned, um, we try to do an annual auction. We did not this year. Um, we put it on hold because there was a court ruling um, out of the state of Minnesota that went all the way to the Supreme Court. There was a, a lady named Miss Tyler who um, was foreclosed on by Hennepin County in Minnesota. And um, she was an elderly lady that owed about $15,000 in back taxes. And they ended up on um, the county foreclosed on her and they had that legal right to do that. And then they sold the property for about $40,000. Well, she, um, you know, litigated with the county and um, won. And so it was appealed and went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court ruled that the county would need to pay her the difference between her taxes and her um, and what they sold it for at auction or however they sold it. So with that being said, there are several states in the union that um, have similar um, state laws, Oregon being one, where when we sell a property and it's more than the back taxes, penalties, and interest, um, we make ourselves whole. And by um, reimbursing basically the county for expenses incurred on a property. And so basically the management and the supervision of the property. And then at the end of the fiscal year, any remaining proceeds then are distributing to, distributed to the taxing districts. So um, because of that court case, the state of Oregon is trying, is, is working on, and it'll go through legislation in the next session in 2024 to change um, what the law will look like in, in terms of um, distribution of um, proceeds above and beyond potentially of like making the county whole. We don't know what that's going to look like. So it was recommended that we just pause on the auction and then we'll be looking at that again in 2024. Held in the fairgrounds. Yes. And the fairgrounds. kind of a cool process. I mean, it's a real life you it's know, fun. you got your cards and yeah. everything's flying. So yeah. fast, kind of fast and furious. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a neat process to see that unfold. Yeah. Um, I'm here with Christy Bollinger, the property manager for Deschutes County. Um, talk a little bit about the challenge of space. Like the the county is growing, so county departments are growing. How do you help us? Yeah. <laughs> 
can you help us? I, yeah. I need a bigger office. Can, sure. you, can you help? Yeah. So, I mean, things like that. I'm, I'm sure you help us grow. And that, in turn, obviously helps community members who need the resources, right, to be able to serve them better. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you know, health services is, the I think, the largest department in the county. And so they typically have them. The, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. And they typically seemingly have the the largest need for space. And um, so we've worked with them quite a bit. Um, you know, back in 2021, we purchased two buildings um, up in North County, uh, 236 and 244 Kingwood. And so health services um, worked really closely with facilities to um, do tenant improvements on those. And uh, they'll be, they're actually, I think, doing the grand opening in January. It's it's coming up. Yeah. 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 They opened, I think, earlier this summer. They're actually providing services to the community. But that's a really good example where they came to property management and to administration, started, you know, kind of in that realm. And, hey, we need space. And, um, you know, did an analysis, worked with them to do an analysis, you know, got a consultant to kind of help navigate that process to really try to back in, like, how much space do they need? And, you know, what would that look like? And so going through that process with them, basically, in the end, we acquired those two buildings, and that increased, um, you know, square footage in the county's inventory by around 20,000 square feet. And then they were able to partner with Mosaic once again. Um, so make Mosaic is occupying space in that building to provide direct services to, to like to clients that um, are seen with Mosaic and also with, you know, county services. And then also there's um, space, um, trying to remember here, occupied by a couple other departments, just like I think um, – can't say off the top of my head, but there's a couple like small offices up there that kind of like satellite offices. We had looked at maybe putting an office up there for like the clerk, the clerk's um, the clerk's office, and uh, but ended up in the end that they they opted out of that. But that's and that's just an example of kind of satellite officing, and then our offices, and then we also just recently um, leased a building here um, over in the medical district in Bend off of um, Wyatt Court. And it's about, trying to remember here, 10,000, 11,000 square feet. And that's also for health services. And it's a great location because it's really close to the uh, health services current location at Courtney. So Yeah, it's very close. It's right, yeah. right around the corner. I think St. Charles might have been in that building or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's just another example of, you know, just kind of going through that process with them, working with administration, kind of getting all of our ducks in a row, and then going and talking with the board and kind of, uh, you know, uh, outlining it for them on what the need is and why. And so I kind of look at it as, you know, a department represents the business need and then property management helps repre- kind of comes along them, with them as a partner to find the space to help support that business need. And so we've been really successful in getting them additional space um, to help better serve the community. Do you handle leasing? I mean, obviously we're leasing that one building, but do you handle other kind of leasing? I mean, yeah, yeah. So the county, you know, in its um, portfolio of properties, you know, for example, in the district services building here where we're having this um, discussion or this talk, um, you know, the state of Oregon leases next door about 37,000 square feet or so. So I we manage in property management the lease for that space. And on top of that, we have Combined somewhere around 35 to 40 leases where the county is a tenant and the county is a landlord. So 
We have, you know, some nonprofits. We have um, uh, Oregon State Places one in one of our buildings. Um, so yeah, we have a variety. That's right at the nine one one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nine one one building. Yeah, yeah. So the, lots going on. So big projects, big magnitude, all across the county. You must have a huge team. Yeah, it's massive. Like you blow your mind. No. So um, up until a year ago, it was myself and Deborah Cook, our property specialist. She retired at the end of June, and she's graciously been coming back um, about a day a week and just kind of help, um, you know, type loose ends and do some training and whatnot. Um, so in the, I think it was the prior fiscal year, we got approval for a third person. Nice. And yeah, very excited and very appreciative and um, yeah, very thankful for that. So we um, went through the recruiting process. It was for a management analyst position. We're calling it a property analyst. And so after an extensive search, we um, recruited Ryan Dunning from the tax department. So Ryan had been with the county just around four and a half, five years, I think. And so Ryan came over um, to, to fill that position. So he started back on early April of uh, this year. And so we're super excited to have him. And then shortly thereafter is when Deborah um, announced her retirement. So what Ryan had been brought on to do was to help us with some kind of technology and some reporting requirements and, and things like that, some different needs. We needed to really define the position. Um, but since Deborah gave notice shortly thereafter, I was like, all right, Ryan, you got to learn her position because like when she's gone, we're going to be hiring somebody else to backfill her. But I need you to help with that training, what's that, what's that, you know, what is that going to look like? And so uh, we went through recruitment to backfill Deborah's position and we hired um, Emily Pyle after uh, an extensive recruitment process and she came over from First American Title. So she was a title officer there for, gosh, uh, like pushing, I think, 20 years or, nice. or so. Nice. So we're super excited to have her. I'm really excited to have her and Ryan together. Um, just a lot of great energy, super fun. We just... There's never a dull moment in what, what we do. I don't think there's ever probably a dull moment in well, any department. A lot department. of pizza right. and yeah. adult beverages yeah, is exactly. what I'm hearing. Yeah. So at least exactly. that's my understanding now. We can. Yeah, everybody wants to work at property management yeah. now. So Yeah. So we're super excited to have them and um, and just do some really cool projects coming up. So. Yes. Yeah, so talk about those. I mean, do you have any big projects that you can share? I know yeah. some of those are have to go through processes, but so, is there anything you might be able to share with listeners of the podcast? Yeah, it's sort of um, technology related, so it's probably a little boring. So I'll talk about that, and then I can talk about maybe some property-related stuff. But this is super cool. Like, So the county um, doesn't currently have a real estate inventory program for county-owned property outside of Dial. I don't know if you're familiar with Dial. It's like a, a GIS. A little yeah. bit. It's a GIS yeah. program, and it's a great resource, and I love it. We love it. Couldn't live without it. Um, but we need uh, we need more than that. And so we are currently working with our partners in IT to come up with a solution to find a software that um, that we can actually have in, an inventory of our real estate that's specific to county owned property. Again, I mentioned earlier, we have 630 or so properties, 10,000 acres, but we don't have a system to manage that. So there's a lot of attributes and and um, characteristics that we like to track on or that we need to track on for properties. Like, you know, um, when was the last time we did a site visit? When's the last time we um, had an appraisal done? So we don't have any 
it's just as an example. So we don't have anything to really manage that. It's all kind of done in notes and it's in sort of an Excel. And I just imagine just your office mess. is like yeah. a stack of like, you know, binders and documents yeah. and file cabinets. Yes. And yeah. When you walk in. Kind of need to move it into. Today. The, yeah. yeah. Or okay. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. We literally have three file cabinets. When you walk in, do you remember like going into your doctor's office years and years ago and all the medical files with the colored tags? Oh, That's yeah. what our office looks oh, yeah. like. We have three um, bookcases full of those. So yeah, one of our goals is to get those digitized. Project. It's massive, but it's super exciting. And yeah. Ryan and Emily are really excited, like, all right, when can we get started? And when can we get started? But there's so much for them to learn first and like why we do things a certain way. And then keeping up with the workflow that we have, you know, um, every day is different. And you could plan your day and think you're going to get these 10 things done. But then in the meantime, curveballs, curveballs, and we all, we all have them. And I recognize that. But yeah, trying to manage that. And um, yeah, just trying to keep moving forward. So that's a super cool project I'm really excited about. Um, another recent project that we've been involved in is, um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but Oasis, Oasis Village up in Redmond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the county, um, over the last couple of years, you know, Oasis Village, um, Oasis Village is a nonprofit and it's also the name of the project. So it's a little confusing. So Oasis Village, the nonprofit had come to the county looking for, to, to forge a, a partnership for, property. Where could we put, where could they put this project? And so working with them and, you know, administration and the board over a couple years, year or so, I think is when we first um, identified some property in East Redmond as an option. And so it's super cool um, just to see that project come into fruition. So we ended up sort of pivoting a little bit um, a few months ago at the end of June, I think it was, we ended up leasing, um, it was 12 acres to the city of Redmond, and then the city of Redmond's going to enter into um, subleases with the Oasis Village nonprofit. And then there's also um, uh, Oasis Village will occupy a little over two acres, and then they're remaining roughly 10 acres. Um, there's another nonprofit, uh, Mountain View Community Development out of Redmond, um, that is doing a feasibility to potentially construct an RV park for those experiencing homelessness. And so just kind of working with them and working with Oasis Village and the city and the board, it's just been really cool. So it's just a, it's really neat to see um, the process play out and good things happening. Yeah, that's got to be the satisfaction of this job, right? Yeah. Is kind of the getting to the solutions. Yeah. And and, you know, kind of figuring things all out is probably this big puzzle. It right? is a big puzzle. Trying yeah. to eliminate the drama and turn it into just, hey, we're working on this puzzle together, you know, and then figuring things out. And that, that's got to be the rewarding part. Yeah. I, I don't know what you mean by drama, though. What drama? Uh, yeah. No, no drama. No drama. I'm just meaning. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> Lots no. of drama. <laughs> Lots no. of drama. So, yeah. There's all, you know, because everybody has a has a opinion, right? And everybody... Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of trying to bring groups together and um, and just trying to find common ground. Really, that's what we try to do. We try to help. We 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 are good at that, and I think that um, we've been successful. And I think Oasis Village, even you know, takes a village, right? Even though, yeah, takes a village. I know that sounds corny, but um, it really does take a ton of people to to make a project like that come to fruition. Well, good stuff, Christy. 
Thanks. Thank you for sharing all of the ins and outs of property management, Deschutes yeah. County, lots of stuff happening. And and uh, really appreciate you just kind of walking us through the process. Thanks for being here. Yeah, well, thank you again for having me, Eric. I really appreciate it. Well, a lot to digest on this episode. If you have questions about Deschutes County property management, or if you need resources about how to handle your property situation, you can go to deschutes.org property. That's deschutes.org slash property. You can also find out how to reach the property management team at that website if you need to contact them directly. If you have a question about this podcast or even ideas for future podcasts, you can email us at info at deschutes.org. And remember to subscribe to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Drop us a review, drop us a rating. We'd really appreciate hearing from you. But until next time, be safe out there.